Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Noah. We recorded this last week in my home in Portland, Oregon. Real quick before we get started, if you're not following Tall Poppy String Band on Instagram and Facebook, we're making a big announcement tomorrow that specifically pertains to those of you in the Pacific Northwest. And even if you're not in that area, follow us anyway, because we have more news coming. Stick around afterwards, and we'll tell you how to keep up with Noah. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy.
Yeah. Uh, who needs Smid or <laughs> Trevor? Oh, yeah. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edgar and Bale had a duo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was, a treat. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, man, I miss playing that song. After, like, playing it every jam for, like, a month straight. Yeah. feels so good. I so love sweet. that song. You did it, Mr. Reichman. It's a, it's a real <laughs> winner. Banger. That's a real winner. Oh, that, like, the especially, like, a major tune with, like, that, the major seventh, like, that sweet dissonance in there. I'm like, Sucker for it. It's yeah. So good. <laughs> oh, it's uh, such a good, the chords are so good. Yeah. The harmony's so good. That's a good tune. He was on some stuff. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Noah, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Hi. I think I first heard about you when we were both doing the Bluegrass Pride Porch Pride. Yes. I believe that is. That is correct, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Which was, I guess... Two years ago? Was it 2020? Oh, God, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because last year was a whole different kind of Pride event, uh, Porch yeah. Pride event. Yeah. Which was awesome, also. Also great. <laughs> yeah, just different. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I remember your set. You were awesome. It's the same. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. And I was like, wow, this is, uh, I would, lo- you know, love to meet this person someday. I, I assumed at the time, I don't actually know where you lived, but I, I was in California. Maybe. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm not too far away. Uh, and then the next time I saw you was on, <laughs> on Williams Ave in Portland. <laughs> yeah. And you were... About to perform, <laughs> yeah, on the street, yeah. And I was riding my bike with my partner and my baby, and I was like, "I know that person, <laughs> Port Pride." <laughs> and uh, that was yeah. crazy. I was like, "What are you doing here?" It moved. California is real expensive on a musician's budget. It turns out, yeah. yeah so <laughs> wanted to change the scenery, and we. Uh, Banjo player and Fog Holler moved up here, and then I moved up here. Like, we moved at roughly the same time, but, like, we've been talking about, like, where do we want to go if we don't want to be in California? It's like, is it Nashville? Maybe. It seems like a tough market, but who knows? Uh It could still might be the place to be, but I don't know. Portland is great, because I'm from Buffalo. Yeah. So, upstate New York. And this, climate-wise, is more similar than California. Sure. And so, I, it agrees with me a lot. I really like, I like the area a lot. The food in Portland is just like unreasonably good a lot. Yeah. It's super good. It's really good. Coffee's really good. Coffee's really good. We got Proud Mary here. It's so good. Yeah. And it's way less expensive, which is awesome. Because at that time we were at the Porch Pride show, oh my god, I was like sharing a room in my friend's house that we were renting with my partner. So like all of my stuff was just like in this tiny little room and I was like okay we gotta move everything out of the way so I can do my show for the porch pride (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean thank you for this perspective uh I I know we're at like I, I often think about, like, well, where am I going to go? Because Portland is too expensive. But I'm like, it could always be worse. It and could. it will be eventually for this city. But Unfortunately. for now, it's, we can at least glean. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, fortunately, you're, I mean, you're a bassist. Mm-hmm. And people always need 
bassists. <laughs> they don't. By they, and maybe large. they need bassists more than Clawhammer banjoists. Potentially. And in, in more genres. <laughs> Potentially so. more genres yeah. on that one. As much as I, I love the sound of Clawhammer, Clawhammer is one of my favorite instruments. I think. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, like it's so it's so good, and it's not played enough. It's it's so good. It is amazing. Um, but it's just not in that much stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Well, you know what else isn't in that much stuff, at least that I listen to, at least in like the old time world, mm-hmm. or even in the bluegrass world or other folk traditions, is uh, arco bass, and especially. Yeah playing fiddle tunes yeah when did you uh start doing that and uh, why <laughs> the short answer is edgar meyer yeah great. um i was i was in high school i hadn't really studied bass but like i was like in my like school's like music program i guess i was but like I, they were just they just gave me a bass and they're like go nuts kid like, they didn't, like, teach me how to do anything. They are just like, here it is. You'll figure it out. And I was like, I don't know how to read music. I, d- I barely know how to... I was holding a French bow as opposed to German bow, which is what I'm using now, which is the overhand grip versus the underhand grip. Yeah. Um, and then a teacher moved into town named Jonas Stiliga, who, taught, who was uh, from Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, and he opened up lessons. I took a lesson with him, and I was like, oh... This is pretty cool. Um, maybe I want to learn how to do this. And then he was like, okay, you got to listen to this guy. He's the guy, Edgar Meyer. You got to listen to him. And like me with my impressionable young senior in high school brain, literally not knowing anything about the world, I heard Edgar play and I was like, that's the shit that I want to do yeah. right there. I heard, I, I hunted down all of his CDs that I could possibly find. I have spent maybe years of my life looking at his videos on YouTube, like yeah. just studying his yeah. technique because like there isn't like really, well, the, he does teach at one place, but it's the hardest college to get to in the country, um, which is pretty convenient. Yeah. Um, it's a music school with exactly enough students for one orchestra. And if there's no slots, you don't get in. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it's um, Curtis Institute of Music. Yeah. Which is where Paul Cohort, who plays like Edgar and Ethan Javits. Right, like right, right. They both went there. Yeah. Apple doesn't fall from the, from the tree on that one, which is awesome. They're great players, fantastic musicians. But I wasn't able to do that. Yeah. Um, You're over here in <laughs> YouTube Institute. Yeah, I'm at YouTube Institute because I, God, I didn't have no money to go to the course. Even if I like somehow could turn around not knowing how to play the bass. Yeah. To getting a successful Curtis audition, I would also just be like, he broke his head. There's no way. That was not happening. So I had to figure out how to do it. So heard him do that. I was like, I want to do that. And then I started doing music school. And then they were like, you shouldn't do that. It's a bad idea. (laughs) And I was like, really? They were like, absolutely terrible idea. You're not going to make any money doing this. It's a terrible business decision. You're going to be broke. You got to be an orchestra musician. Mm. And then I tried to do that. Hated it. So much didn't work for me. Um, you speak on that. What about orchestra? Like the sound. Like there's. I've played some phenomenal music in an orchestra. I've had some really amazing moments in an orchestra. But the sounds that the instrument is kind of designed to create in that environment and the way that it's meant to be approached, it felt very. It felt really restrictive to me. There's, sure. There's other players that I think might be and are more successful in that environment. Um, but I was kind of interested in, I guess, something new 
and creating things that are new and yeah. thinking, being more forward thinking in that kind of way. Um, and I'm sure like I've, I've sure if I was in like an only an old time band and like, like I wouldn't want to play like the head every single tune. Right. Sure. And I've also like learned a lot about rhythm playing. Like I, I've learned a ton about rhythm playing and then I've learned a different perspective and appreciation than I did when I was in music school. Cause yeah. I was just like, I don't know, this is boring. I don't want to do this. I want to play up high and fast. It'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I learned, I was like, Oh, like there's actually like a lot of nuance and skill that goes into being a really good rhythm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I figured that out eventually. It's super hard. <laughs> it's really hard, as it turns out. I did not know that for a very long time. Yeah. I'm still learning. Um, <clears throat> but um, it just it felt really difficult, and also just like I just wanted to do what Edgar was doing. I was like, I wanted to compose music. I wanted to write stuff. I wanted to play tunes. Like he doesn't really play tunes. Is the tricky part? Is what mm-hmm. I realized. He doesn't really play any like besides on Appalachian Journey. I want to say he doesn't really play any like traditional like fiddleheads. Huh. Yeah. I guess I hadn't even that hadn't occurred to me. Yeah. Because he's in that he's scene in that so world. Much. Yeah. And uh, allegedly there was there was according to the Edgar lore, he did get second place at a fiddle competition wow. some years ago. Wow. That's just part of the lore, though. Sure. The, the deep internet <laughs> lore. Edgar myth-making. Oh, yeah. Um, it's PR. <laughs> it's part of the PR yeah. team. It's like, no, yeah. he's, he's got the street cred, guys. Yeah. It's fine. He's, he got second out of film. It's like, I believe it. He apparently like won every solo competition. He just showed up at, like... Before him, there wasn't players that could like do the stuff that he was doing. He, was just, he just figured out how to do some stuff that people couldn't do. And I was like, I just want to do that. And then I started going to the Bluegrass Jams. And then I started getting my ass kicked, like, all the time. Like, just constantly just getting slapped down. People were like, you suck. No, they didn't say that. People were really (laughs) nice. But, like, they were like, no, they'd give me a look if I, like, wasn't playing the head right. Sure. And so, like, I just had to... Might as well slap you. Might as well just like, aw. It's even worse. Yeah. People like, you play classical music, huh? Yeah. They hit me with that. Oh, no. I'm like, I'm busted. (laughs) I'm holding the bow in a bluegrass jam. Um, So I had some people... I was able to learn some stuff by, like, some players and jams, and then all, like, Tatiana Hargraves. I was able to learn a little bit from her just mm. at Rocky Grass. I didn't, like, go to the bass class. I went to the film Yeah, class. that's what you gotta do. That's how you learn yeah. this stuff. So, like, she's giving me, like, the side eye, like, the entire time. Like, you better be paying attention, kid. I'm like, <laughs> I'm older than you. What are you talking about? She's just staring at me. She's like, I'm gonna... I'm like, okay. And I was able to learn a lot from her. I was able to uh, pick... Uh, Paul's brain and Ethan's brain at um, Shasta String Summit, which was like really great. I was able to learn a lot from them that way. And then I just was like, well, if I'm going to get good at this, I need to learn how to play fiddleheads and just learn how to like actually play the tradition. And it's something that I guess I'm still working on just because it's like, <laughs> it's really hard. The instrument's not built for sure. it. Sure. <laughs> so, like, finding ways to like, well, finding tunes that work. A, because not all tunes are going to work, and then also finding ways to, like, translate the ideas and the concepts, especially in the bow, like, um, that's something I still, I had, like, a lesson with Paul, and, like, he spent, like, we spent, like, the entire time, like, I was, like, showed up with Blackberry Blossom, and I was, like, I, like, I had worked out the soul, and I had worked out the head, and I was, like, yeah, and we spent, like, an hour to just, like, working on, like, the rhythm part in the bow with, like, no notes, and that's all we did, and I was, like, it makes sense, Yeah, but I was, like, yeah, I'm, like, so excited. I know all of the notes. I know all <laughs> yeah. the good stuff. I can do all the cool stuff. And then he was just like, let's slow down. Yeah. And I was just, 
Yeah, so it's just been a really cool uh, journey to try to like figure out like because like there's a handful of players new in this. There's not not a lot right now, and hopefully it continues to grow and more people will do it as it gets more and more accessible. But like, I guess trying to like contribute to this relatively new movement of bass players doing this and like trying to like make it so it's like more of a thing that rather than less of a thing. So like a bass player like picking up a bow, there's like a certain standard and also like yeah. people are like it's not gate kept behind the walls of classical music i think right. was the frustrating thing for me it was like i have to learn how to do this is how i have to learn how to use it because like jazz jazz bass players in my experience by and large don't use a bow it's a relatively right. rare phenomenon for bass for basses to use a bow in that tradition as well sure so in order to learn how to use a bow you got to play classical music right and then it's like but that but then you don't know how to groove with a bow right and then that's a different thing yeah, it's a very it's, specific skill set. It's very, you know, you have to go to the hardest college in the country to learn how to develop the skill, or you develop an obsession. Well, let's let's play another tune, okay. and then I want to ask Bo questions. Yeah, um, because there's a lot of questions that I have about how you're sort of working against gravity to make fiddles feel and stuff like that, but. I feel like that's a whole other segment oh, that we, we should break it up with a tune. Yeah, yeah, we should break it up with a tune. Um, what do you want to play next? So I prepared Mississippi Waltz, which is what I mentioned. Okay. Um, Road to Columbus. Um, yeah. yeah. Blackberry Blossom. Great. Um, Salt Creek. Okay. And The Lost Girl. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, what do you want to do next? We just did. We just. I don't want to. I don't want to do two salt songs in a row. That's well, no, that's no fun. Should we do? Sh- well, should we do the waltz? Let's do the waltz. Yeah, great. let's do the waltz. Um, I think my other banjo is in F right now. Convenient. So. I actually just <laughs> changed the bowing on this one after re-listening to Kenny Baker. To, like today, I was like, yeah. "Oh fuck, <laughs> I'm not doing it right." <laughs> so Ken- Kenny Baker. This is, is a Kenny Baker tune. Mississippi waltz. Mississippi waltz. Thank you. 
<laughs> it's kind of like a tightrope walk. <laughs> That's yeah, how it feels so constantly. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> the pocket is where? Am I space jamming out here? Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. They're absolutely Jinko Jeans pockets. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Uh, uh, oh god, I love that too. Kenny Maker is like, people are like, if you're going to learn the tunes, you can't be learning this new shit. We can learn some of the new shit. People are going to call uh, Salt Spring. You can't res- you can't get over the fact. Right. But you should have learned some Kenny Baker. And I was like, yeah. he's really good. Yeah. His stuff is <laughs> really good. good. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and like, for especially for the time period, like having a tune, and especially like that one is like surprising to me, honestly, considering, yeah. like, I guess, the sounds that were happening at the time. But, you know. There's a lot going on in that. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's like very simple, but it's also like, I didn't expect this tonality, no. like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So, you're... For people who are unfamiliar with... This is a German... This is a German a bow. German bow. Yes. Um, this is the only instrument in the string family that has different options for bow grips. Yeah, different, different ethnicities of bow grips. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and so it, it's, like, bigger... Uh, yeah, the it's frog like is bigger. Yeah, yeah. The, so the part where I'm holding it with my hand is just—it's bigger. Um, it's meant to be held underhand rather than overhand. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that because the the bow is you're holding it parallel to the ground. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that there would be, and it's heavy. Yes. Looking, I I would imagine that there would be an incredible amount of torque, like on your on there your can hand, be. and if you're trying to. Do fiddlestick like shuffly things. Yeah. How are you still alive? How do you? How are you not in a cast? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. well. There's there was a while where I was torquing the hell out of my elbow um, when I was trying to dial in some kind of stuff. So I guess like um, notoriously, when I was in school, I played really light. Like mm. my my teacher would often joke that I played German bow because he was he's the Principal of LA Phil, he's like this Chris Haney, like he's like this short guy. He's like he's like this tall, only has like his base set up like mine, so he's like this, and he's got it leaned way back, and he's he has the biggest sound. He mm. he plays German bow, and he has this enormous hall filling, beautiful, rich, warm sound. And then you see, he, like I go to my lesson, and I'm playing Bach, and I'm playing fiddle tunes and stuff, and I'm playing like super light, yeah. and he's just like. What am I gonna do? Like, so he would just, he just like, he just play like a, he play like a French bow player, and yeah. it's because I have Edgar's uh, sound in my ear for yeah. a lot of it, and Edgar also notoriously plays really light. So like, I've had to like, you know, develop my own sound as a player, so I'm not just like imitating. So like, I've definitely like flushed it out, so I have like a fuller sound. But like, especially playing this instrument standing, it is with this bow grip in particular. It is tricky to manage the ergonomics because, like, I have to begin all up high like this, and I have to somehow apply the weight of my shoulder and arm into the instrument, right? But not like too much. So I'm just like crunching right. away, and it's it's tricky. If I'm not on my business and like you know, if, I, if I'm not taking breaks and like being smart about stuff, like I can mess up my neck. Yeah, like that, like because like especially if I'm like I'm hunched over, like practicing like up here, like 
like this little goblin all hunched over <laughs> with my shoulders super high. I'm like, oh, I feel weird. I don't understand yeah. why I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I would imagine that it would... I don't know. It's it's like, um, you know, you ever go to those... You, you pick Christmas trees where you, you yeah. have to cut it down yourself. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how to use a saw. <laughs> I don't know how to do <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like... Yeah, I don't know. Super sore the next few days. Yeah, it, it seems like that. Like you're sawing essentially, <laughs> as opposed to the French bow where you would sort of be. It's so it's elegant and yeah. My teacher, <laughs> yeah, no, my uh, I guess my undergrad teacher. He would he would just talk a bunch of shit because I would want. I was the only person playing German, so he'd be like, you know, there's just there's there's base memes naturally. Sure. Because like this the the, the divide on the instrument between French bow and German bow is like so stupid. Like that even even exists, but it does exist. So like yeah, there's all these memes of just like how every French bow player is like the most civilized, like right. tuxedo, like yeah. looking really proper, like James Bond, and then every German player is like this wild animal like throwing <laughs> rocks and breaking things. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny, but like it kind of is kind of like, you know, it kind of looks like Son. It, it does look like that. And it's yeah. managing, like, the weight of the stick and also, like, so, like, I'm not just, like, clunking it in here and just torquing my elbow and, like, yeah. getting all the fingers to engage is, like, something I am constantly working on. Just yeah. like, like, this hand, I've always been a left-hand nerd. I've always been, like, I want to do all this cool stuff. I want to be able to get all around this instrument, do all this crazy stuff. But it came to the right hand, I was like, this is impossible this yeah. is so hard um but i've like these two fingers in particular are like your pinky and your the ring. pinky and the ring are like sometimes the middle i guess too um are like a big part of like how i can like get a lighter kind of sound and huh. just so like i'm not just like just like scratching away like <laughs> playing super insanely loud so you can actually get like a decent shuffle and like get decent mobility around the instrument it's just it's this tricky balance for sure yeah. especially especially playing it standing that is like it's it's hard it's tricky yeah it's very easy to get all twisted you spend a long day practicing and like my right shoulder is lower than my left one <laughs> <laughs> just egoring around yes yeah what's up <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's been a fun it's been a really fun challenge because I this playing German bow is just what feels right for my hand and for like my body and I've experimented a ton with different heights, different angles. There's like a bent end pin, which is a thing some people do for upright bays. Yeah. Uh some people use that. I have not found success using that, so I'm just sure. I have my end pin out real high. Yeah. And I just kinda do it and kinda make it's it's worked out so far, as long as I'm just not being inordinately stubborn. That's where it gets me. Cause I'm just like, I'm gonna figure this out right now. Then all of a sudden my neck is like, you need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you, stop doing this. You need to yeah. look up. You remember you, that you're also you're the second half of the instrument. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes unfortunately it feels like but it's like, hey, when's the last time you looked up and I'm just like yeah. hell. The bass is like, I'm fine. Are you okay? Uh, are you are you good? No, I'm not. I'm not good at all. So it's figuring out all this kind of stuff in order to make it work, especially because like um the bass bow moves the opposite direction than a fiddle bow would yeah. because of the way that their instrument is oriented to them. Huh. Yeah. So, like, if you're trying, like... Because the instrument is facing them this way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's facing weird. out away from me. 
Yeah, good point. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's super weird. <laughs> so if you want a downbow sound, you have to like push. Or I guess I just I try not to think too much about, right. about it. I just kind of like I listen to the sound and I see what people are doing and I'm like I had to have I have to make this happen here. Yeah. Somehow, because if I get too dogmatic about it, all of a sudden it's like, why don't you just play the fiddle? Right. You still have to. Which is what Bruce Molsky said when I was at him teaching old time fiddle. He's like, why don't you? Yeah. I was like, I don't want to, Bruce. I want to play this instrument. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sensing a queer narrative <laughs> with your relationship with the bass. I swear to God, yeah. you, yes. When, all of the things that you're yeah. thinking, yeah. they're all true. Like, because, yeah, like me claiming my queerness and like my understanding of my body and navigating dysphoria and dysmorphia yeah. directly affects this instrument in sure. very profound ways. So like when I was younger and like, figuring stuff out gender wise even more and even over the pandemic when I was like figuring stuff out even like and reclaiming he him it was a it was a whole phenomenon and like it directly affected my bass playing like immediately because like it, it's a it's a one-to-one of like my understanding of like how I exist and move in the world right and then that directly translates to this especially because like all instruments are physical but like this shit is taller than me. Yes. <laughs> so it's yeah. like it's like really physical in a in a, a very athletic, for lack of a better term, yeah. kind of way. That that's a term that has been used to describe my playing as very athletic. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, sure. I guess my back muscles are feeling pretty athletic <laughs> right right now. <laughs> yeah, I I always think it's interesting the the gender stuff that people project onto instruments. Banjo has a lot of, has a lot of that. Oh yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's supposed to be played a certain, it's supposed to be played a certain way. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, it's funny the way that quotes around the supposed. Yeah. Supposed to. Basically they're saying it, you have to sound like a man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. often the, the, the women who play banjo, who are um, most respected are the ones who, to the, male ear. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you're doing, you're doing like, you're playing like one of the boys. Exactly. You're welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. And they'll even, just like us. And they'll even say like, you know, about like a a young woman playing the banjo. Like if she's like a really good banjo player, it's like, yeah, it's like you're channeling some like old dead man. You know, it's like, are you listening to yourself talk right now? Insanity. And I, and I'm thinking about this cause you're talking about, you're using, maybe the more masculine bow on the biggest instrument and you're and and you're trying to see how little sound you can make as oh yeah you know. and something about that that effort and audacity and like just like i really relate to all of that <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a very it's a very queer experience for sure like yeah. some yeah it's not something i'm able to talk to a lot of people because they're just like yeah you just play the bow you do the thing it's really cool i'm like yeah but there's like there's a lot, there's a lot going on there's a lot of the <laughs> yeah. surface that like yeah. if we started talking about i was like i gotta go to my therapist for this yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna unload this on you yeah. like i'm not paying you that <laughs> well thanks for yeah no giving but a little a little that's a good observation though that is absolutely like a that's a very accurate thing yeah good observation like um especially because i like i do a lot of my i do a lot of composing i've written longer works which is some of what i played on at 
the Porch Pride Showcase, yeah. as well as like just tunes and stuff that I've written and arrangements of like other people's tunes. Like I played Dry, which is off of Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I wish that I fucking forgot to work that up for this. <laughs> I was like, oh, I fucking play Choir. Yeah. Damn it, it would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, that tune is. So it's so cool. It's so cool. I would love to hear that. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. There's only I only have the the recording from that from two years ago, but yeah. it's something. Um, but like I um, do you know um, he's an Irish fiddler. His name is Quivine. Um, no, I don't. Uh, he he plays hardanger fiddle, mm. which is um, I guess for those um, those at home, it's like a I think it's a ten string fiddle that has five strings and five sympathetic strings. Um, and it's meant to be, he plays it very light and he has like a very like ethereal kind of sound that he gets. I heard him play at a fiddle camp that I went to, like the first fiddle camp I ever went to at Valley of the Moon, run by Alistair Fraser. And he was like one of the special guests. I heard him play and he plays like this really light, beautiful, airy sound. And I heard that shit and I was like, that's the stuff yeah. right there. And then I was like, I want to do, then like, so I've written some tunes and I like, I have that influence and I played one of those tunes at um, on Porch Pride. Yeah. Moderate, um, very clever name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think that I think that's one of the actually the hidden strengths of this instrument because like you know everyone's like you should have your action like three feet high off the string and you just got to be smashing away at it with these gut strings, you're just blasting away, playing super loud. Is that, are, are we talking about banjo or bass? Right? Right. <laughs> no. All these same, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. very similar. Yeah. It's a very similar kind of thing. And like I was just like I don't know like do like this instrument especially in particular has access to like harmonics that sound like. Like that's to me that's like a really cool sound. It's yeah, it's gorgeous. And it's like why don't we tap into like these yeah. abilities of this and I banjo has that access too cuz I play with a phenomenal banjo player and he does that shit. He doesn't he doesn't get to do it a lot. We get to yeah. only in a couple songs because you can't be you can't be doing real pretty music all night cuz <laughs> not everyone wants to dance to. It. But at a handful of times he does that stuff and I'm just like it's so good as it's so good but it's just not a thing that people strive to create on the instrument yeah. and it's a bummer it's like man untapped potential yeah so much it bums me out yeah and i guess that's why i didn't want to be in the classical world also <laughs> yeah. they would play beethoven and i was like beethoven's cool but like yeah. i don't want to only play beethoven like, that we don't care only yeah. beethoven <laughs> i was like okay i don't know but that, that was just you know that's also a young trans person in the closet coming out and dealing with dysphoria and dysmorphia all at the yeah. same time so like my narrative is like there's can right. a lot of things conflated all at all at once which is is very chaotic i'm very surprised i graduated obviously <laughs> yeah shout out to all of my music teachers and professors who knew before I knew, and knew that I wasn't actually talking about what I was talking about in our lessons. I was talking about something else, and you uh, gently pointed me in whatever direction. And yeah, and, good on them. Yeah, good on them. Good on them, or the good, the good ones at least. Yeah, no, that's a yeah. You know, sometimes they're also therapists. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes music teachers are therapists. I. I'm a music teacher. I oh, but uh, you're sometimes a therapist. Yeah, I've had that. Like, are you trying to therapize me right now? I was like, are you trying to? be in therapy right now <laughs> well, I, can, we can, I can put the yeah. instrument down yeah. there's a couch 
Let's play another tune before we <laughs> start. This is great. This spilling is very deep secrets. Yeah, oh God. What's next? Uh, I guess we, we don't have to do an arrangement for this one if we want to do Lost Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. 
I was learning stuff just from listening to you play it. <laughs> Translating old time in particular, that's something I... Yeah. Uh, it's tricky. Something I still... Uh, I think I think the, the thing that... Uh, that uh, I still don't quite understand that I feel like I don't quite get. There's there's, there's some pocket things, but I think about it's about the sound. There's a certain sound quality that I feel like I'm not quite... Mm. I don't quite understand yet. I feel like I was able to... Um, Listen to John Engel. Um, yeah, yeah. He was at Shasta String Summit a few years ago, oh, and cool. I was able to I was able to pick his brain. I just I just sat there and just like listened. I was like, he'll talk, he'll talk. He's yeah. got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, he really has a lot to say. And I was like, I just sat there and I just listened and I just thought about stuff because like he understands the bow as like a percussive tool. Yeah, and that's not something I was like taught to do. So like I would just like try to understand, yeah. and it was, it was the most like mind-blowing transcendental like it, it was crazy just listening to him talk and just listening to like how he thought about music i was like you are so good yeah it was crazy <laughs> he's unbelievable and he thinks so analytically yeah he really breaks stuff down so like that's something i still need to i seem to listen to more all the time but like just mm. just playing that with you i was like starting to get it a little bit more just a little. It's just, it's a battle. It's a, I have fun. That was. It's great. cool. Awesome. Yeah. No, I, I I had a great time. But I just for me, if I'm able to jam with someone, I feel like I'm like learning some stuff. I'm like, yeah. That's that's to me. That's always that's always the best part. I'm like I'm just. That's so good. That's like one of the, the best things about music. And I also, yeah, that's like one of the coolest things about music as like a thing. It's just like if you're like jamming with the people and it's like you're like a there's some kind of connection happening. It's like you can really like. Can learn some stuff you can really just like be present in like this yeah. way that i feel like just like especially now especially post pandemic everyone's online everyone's poisoned by the internet yeah <laughs> unfortunately um it's like being able to have these kinds of situations is like oh man this is like what it's really about this is like what it's really about so Thank you for having me on here. This is yeah. amazing. This is so cool. I I totally I totally agree with yeah what you're talking about and make, making those connections and feeling like your brain's growing and instead of atrophying you know like with yeah. a device or whatever and yeah. I this is well I'll I'll post this next week actually so maybe this won't be too dated I I'm not I don't have a take but I remember the day after the Oscars. I I, ha- I had to delete my delete my apps because <laughs> like for a while because yeah. I I was getting so stressed out about the how fast the discourse was moving and um, yeah, you better strap in yeah and how many and how many feelings I was I was having and not trying to take up any space but like watching the discourse and feeling like completely in, invaded. And then Monday night, uh, I got invited to a jam and I was able to like put my phone away and then just play music with people. And I felt so much better. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I'm not in any way trying to like demonize the discourse because I know a lot of important conversations were had there, uh, potentially amidst the toxicity. Um, you know, it's, it's a chaotic it's a chaotic yeah. place to be. But uh, I, I definitely can't do the former without the latter. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and say the same. Yeah. And it was really helpful that 
uh, someone threw out a lifeline and said, we're getting together and playing music. Do you want to come? Yes. I was like, yes, Please. actually, that I, that is what I need to do. The, alter- the alternative is not good. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, like, really, like, it's really easy to get us together. Especially because, like, you know, we've all been isolated in various degrees. You know, people have partners, but it's still, like, you know, people are, like, still, like, staying at home, like, almost all of the time, and which is good sometimes. It's kind of, sometimes I think there's, like, this really cruel irony about COVID in that, like, before COVID, things were moving at this pace that was, like, not that it has, it's it's changed shape. It hasn't really changed that much. But, like, things were moving at this pace, especially living in California, where it was, like, this, it wasn't even, it was, like, past frantic. It was, like, we are going to crash. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Everyone wants to stay home. Everyone's overworked. Everyone's really tired. Everyone's got like a, a thousand side hustles that they've got going at the same time. Everyone's just trying to make ends meet. And the people that have are trying to have more. And it's all this crazy shit happening at the same time. Everyone's like, can we please just stop? And it's like, boom. There you go. Now you can stop. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You got it for as long as you want. Yeah. Years. And yeah. it's like, this isn't what I wanted yeah. at all. <laughs> It's a very monkey's paw. It's like, situation. come on, no, this is not what I, I didn't, I wanted to stop, but like, this is not, I'm not resting. This isn't a break. This is yeah. torment. This is yeah. a different flavor of torment. Yeah, totally. Oh gosh. No, it's, it's just, yeah, it's a very monkey's paw kind of situation. It is yeah. brutal. So I wish I could spend more time at home. It's yeah. like, oh, here you go. You're going to hate those four walls yeah. real soon. It's like, oh, come on. Can I have a balance? Bal- no, no balance. No. We don't get that here. Yeah, so being able to jam at all is like, every time I've been able to do it, it has been amazing. Like, um, any standing next in town, I didn't know that until recently. Yeah. Able to jam with her. Yeah. That was unbelievable. That was like the most fun I've had like up until that point, <laughs> like in a yeah. while, I was like, went on tour, tour was cool, a bunch of months off doing nothing, and then we get to jam with Annie, and it was like, this is sick. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, it was. What What should we play next? Oh gosh, uh, and then we'll talk about where people can go to yeah g- give you money for goods and services, good service. how to hire your band or hire you, okay. etc. Oh yeah, God. That'd be good. That'd be good. I haven't played a solo gig in God knows how long. So we have... They get Road to Columbus was one of them. Road to Columbus and just lost... Oh, yeah. That's the other one. Okay. So I have Blackberry Blossom. I want to hear this Blackberry Blossom since you... All right. We're talking about your your journey with this, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, Getting memed on by Paul Coer. Yeah. He's like, this is is how you do the Georgia Shuffle, Noah. And I'm like, okay, Paul. (laughs) It's like, you have to live in the South to really get it. And I'm like, okay, Paul. <laughs> God, he's... He, meeting him is, was such a weird experience. Because I was like... He was part of, he was part of like my YouTube studying the Edgar technique thing. I was like, this motherfucker's got it. How did yeah. he get it? Yeah. How do I get it? I want it. <laughs> and then I meet him, and he is like the most chill... Dude with, like, the... He's got the most fucked up sense of humor. I swear (laughs) to God. I cannot tell when he's being serious and when he is completely trolling me. I cannot tell. Traits of a good teacher. I know. It's messed (laughs) up. There's been more than one moment. He just says something, and I'm like... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm not going to play it super fast like I always want to. I always want to blast out. I'm like, I'm Tony Rice. I'm not Tony Rice. follow everything that you're up to and to you have an upcoming album do you have an upcoming band? album with my band things. yeah I've, uh so i guess most of my work these days is with fog holler um you can find us online at fog holler on the instagrams we are on facebook we are not on twitter because no <laughs> 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 and um 
or on fogholler.bandcamp.com. We have uh, our past two albums are available on there, and then also we are at, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm going to double check real quick, because someone's, I think, sniped fogholler.com as soon as the domain expired, and then we didn't want to go with fogholler.net. So I think, we're, <laughs> I think we're dot banned. I want to double check on that. Because that was no fun. Getting sniped by this by a bot for our website. I was like, that is cold-blooded. Um, Fogholler.band is where you can find us. Um, I am also on Instagram. You can watch me um, try to do a bunch of stuff on bass that I probably shouldn't be doing. Um, and that is at P-Y-N-X-I-S, Pinksis. Don't ask me where the name came from. My brain said it was that. I, just, I listen to people that work upstairs. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then I also compose, I teach bass, um, and I'm available for, I guess, playing on albums or being uh, booked for solo shows as well as like sitting in bands and whatever. And you can, if you just want to message me on Instagram, that's the best way to do it. That's at P-Y-N-X-I-S. Um, and then, uh, Fog Holler has an album coming out this summer. Um, it's going to be our first studio album and our f- first full-length album. It's going to be self-titled. And we're also working with a new fiddle player that we just started working into the group. So it's going to be a four-piece and it's going to be really cool. So if you... Can't wait. If you like Hocktail and you like, uh, bass fiddle and fiddle, you're going to like this album because we Can't. have a lot of bass fiddle and fiddle on that too. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be... I'm, I'm so excited. Like, oh my God. I'm so excited for this album. Like, we just got the masters back today. They yeah. sound so good. Oh, my God. Get it, getting all this balance and sounding nice is... Well, like you were saying before, making a bass hard. Sometimes yeah. you have to make hard choices. Yeah. It's like, especially if someone's, like, using a bow. Mm-hmm. It's tough. So, it sounds really... It sounds really good. I'm really excited. And, like, yeah, there's a... Um, I also just started writing lyrics over the over the pandemic too. Yeah. So some I think some of my uh, my songs with lyrics are going to be on there too. I got a song, I got a Fantastic. queer got a queer song on there. Great, which is awesome. It's real good. I can't wait to hear. It's so good. Oh well, I it has been received well. I don't want to I don't want to put the uh, the carriage before the horse. Sure. I think it was <laughs> I think it functions as what it does, and people have enjoyed it. Is what I will say. Right so I'm excited to share it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this, Noah. This so is great so to cool. Finally, play with you. I've been. Let's do it again soon. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I would absolutely love to. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I don't know if you're down. Next time, I could send you some of my tunes. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. I'd be super down for that. Or I can order them dry. <laughs> I can rework. Yeah. Dry, Let's do that. <laughs> Sounds so good. Yeah. Oh man. Well, what do you want to do for our last tune? I think just playing this straight ahead, I just want to play Road to Columbus. Yeah. I think having that as the outro is good because that song is good as fuck. Yeah, great. Yeah, let's, let's do that. It. Let's do Road to Columbus. This is a. a
Remember when Noah was talking about her band Foghaller's new album? They're in the tail end of their Kickstarter to fund that album right now. I put a link in the show notes. Go pre-order a copy. I also linked their website, social media, and Bandcamp where you can buy their old albums. And make sure to follow Noah on Instagram as well at P-Y-N-X-I-S. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. Order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional Clawhammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.